First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoika, and welcome back to the Two Beers Podcast. I am your co-host, Jordan, with the host, Drew. Drew, what's up, man? Was that was that Ukrainian? Uh, yes, yes are it we, was. Are we really doing this? Are we really starting to learn Ukrainian together on this podcast? That's what we're doing? Absolutely. I don't know what Ukrainian is for absolutely, but yes. Ta. Love it. Um, Love it. Hey, we had, we had a big weekend last weekend. We were in person. Don't know if anybody saw the pictures on the... Uh, well, two beers podcast Twitter account. So that was that was after Jordan uh, graciously tapped out of the uh, the twelve round exhibition fight we were gonna have. That was gonna put Jake Paul to shame. Yeah, um, sure. You valued your kidneys a little too much, my man. Uh, yeah, I actually beat him up in my backyard. Don't listen. So on that note, um, let's assume positions for the two brew salute. You ready, Drew? Ready, willing, and able. Three, two, one. Um, I have a new Belgium, Belgian collection, triple Belgian style. I'm going to pour it in a, gra- in a glass. Uh, what do you got, Drew? I'm, uh, I'm mixing it up with a little Walking Dead uh, rosé, my man. Celebrate, <laughs> celebrate the uh, the premiere eleven one, the beginning of the end. Nice. All right, it's let me happening. try this. I haven't had a Belgian triple in quite some time. Hold on. Oh, I remember my last Belgian double. Really? Yeah. Feels like you're just saying words. <sighs> I wish. Yeah. Don't we all? Okay. So. um... Hey, Pacquiao, we saw the fight together. We we actually went in person. We were live in attendance. No, no, we weren't. But probably would have been pretty pissed if we had been. Uh, what do we have? Uh, I mean the undercard aside from Well, yeah. Aside from two rounds, which you fell I I guess it's pretty sad. You fell asleep for the most exciting round of all of the boxing on Saturday night. That's kind of <laughs> embar- that's kind of embarrassing. But uh, How embarrassing. I mean, it wasn't that embarrassing. I guess. I mean, to fall asleep during that undercard, there just happened to be an awesome knockout. It just, but like, it's not like the guys were good or anything. Yeah. That's Let true. me ask you this: Do you remember the guys' names? No, God no. Okay, well there we go. <laughs> um, God, can I can I can I keep this hot streak going of predicting these fights like down to the down to the storyline? Can we can we keep this up? I don't know, but we're, I don't we're think crushing you... it right now. I don't. Th- I think you almost predicted this one. I don't think you actually did, though. I disagree. Ah, uh, okay. I, dis- I disagree. Go ahead and spin this. Go ahead. There's no spin. I, I unless I misheard myself correctly, I said that we were gonna finish twelve rounds of boxing. We were gonna look at each other, and I actually, I may have actually said that I would be to your right. We would turn and look and say, I think Ugas just won that fight. And the only thing I was wrong about was I did think there would be collusion with the judging, 
which there was not. So I thought Pacquiao would get the decision unwarrantedly. But I, I, I'd say me saying that it alluded that I thought Yugas was going to win the fight. No? No good? I mean, you picked Pacquiao on the cards. Cool whip? To the point where we lost it in the parlay. Uh, all right. Well, okay. I guess... Uh, <laughs> I guess tomato tomato on that one. I'm 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 gonna say I alluded to the fact that Ugas was going to win, but not get not get it, it by the judges. I mean, you were close. Like I said, you were close, but it it actually was not a question after the final bell of whether or not Ugas had won the fight. Um, it, it was clear that Ugas well, had won the fight. Um, so depends depends what uh is that the people still using slant? Is this still a thing? Slant. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It depends what slant you wanted. But, uh, yeah, I did. It was an interesting fight. We, uh, and the, I remember the reason why I thought it was going to be more Ugas than a lot of people was I just, I just couldn't get over the Thurman fight where I thought Manny really looked old and slowed down in the latter half of that fight. So, like, six, six through 12, and really more seven through 12. I, I thought he just got completely shut out, and I had said, you know, if I I thought that if he didn't get it, if he didn't get that knockdown in the first round, I didn't think he would have won the Thurman fight. So the fact that you know Ugas had never been stopped, I don't even I don't even know if he'd been knocked down. Um, I, I just uh, that's why I was a little leery. But you know, Manny was busy, right? So you had a lot of people on Twitter that. And even the one, God, I forget which announcer it was, but uh, who just kept alluding to the fact that just because Manny or Manny was throwing tons of punches, he was way ahead on the cards. Um, but he wasn't really landing a lot, and Ugas, Ugas was doing that double jab that you were uh, you were really big on last week, and he just kept finding ways after you know at the end of rounds, in rounds, to just just have enough to outland Manny, and even. Even the body shots where you think Manny would have been dominating him, he he almost tripled Manny in body shots. Like he was when Manny would come in and throw those like you know three four punch combos when he wouldn't land like a couple in a row. Ugas would make him pay to the body a little bit. So uh, yeah, it was interesting. We we had it back and forth on the cards. I think for the first seven rounds, mm-hmm. and even and I didn't even I didn't really feel good about Manny in a couple of those. I I feel like. Uh, I feel, I feel like I feel like you were you were weighing on me. I think Tori was more in my court, but uh, Tori, the two our two for one brother brethren was with us for the fight too. Um, then we gave a couple couple of the middles to Ugas in a row to where he got a lead until we thought Mandy had to win eleven and twelve just to get the draw. And Ugas probably the best round of the fight action wise. Uh, Ugas dominated. I thought dominated the twelfth round. Yeah. Yeah. So we had it one fifteen, one thirteen, Ugas on the cards. Um Oh, I thought we had it I thought we even had it further than that. No, nah, we, no, uh, we, we okay. nah, yeah, we had it one fifteen, one thirteen. Okay. Um Yeah, I mean so from my perspective, like I was just surprised at how slow and old Manny was. One of the things I said was that one path to victory for Ugas was just Manny was just old. Mm-hmm. I I did not expect that. I I thought and and a couple like Ugas's last fight, even though he dominated the guy, I didn't think he looked particularly good. Um, and this the way how even 
he fought Sean Porter. Um, like I, and Ugas is thirty five as well, and yes. so I was like, I was like, eh, I was like, I, I don't know, this guy's like kind of like not looked dominant in in a lot of ways, and I just thought Manny was going to be quicker, and I, the entire fight. Manny had zero side to side, and like he he always has yeah. that hurt herky jerky head movement, that was nowhere to be seen. He could he I don't know why like it should have been the easiest thing in the world with with the left uh, the left hand double jab, slip right and hit the body, and that didn't happen once. And I I just couldn't believe it. Like what the, what was the plan? Come I mean he was he was aggressive. He tried to jump on him early in rounds, but whatever punches got through there was not a lot more after that initial burst and ugas a lot of times was able to keep manny off of him even with that initial burst with the jab and ugas just severely outboxed him and at, yeah we 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 had it even through actually all of the three judges had it even through six and one judge had manny ahead um after uh the seventh and so i it, if you look at the the CompuBox stats, you're kind of thinking like, how in the world can anybody have it? But like we, that's basically what we had. We had it yeah. pretty much even through the first half of the fight. A lot of those rounds were hard to judge because Manny got up early and then Ugas had to get his way back through the jab, mm-hmm. um, and he was able to do so a lot of the time. But so that that kind of made it a little bit close. Um, but man, in this back half of the fight, Manny just. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't couldn't do anything. Ugas, you know, great win for him. Um, good game plan, well executed. Um, uh, yeah, he basically he basically fought a perfect fight against Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you have the the so the comp for anyone that's interested, the compu box. Manny actually threw four hundred more punches than him, which is kind of insane. Um, but he landed he he landed one thirty out of eight fifteen. Ugas landed one fifty one out of four oh five. Jabs forty two four seventy five, uh, Ugas fifty to two thirty four, power punches eighty eight out of three forty for Manny one hundred one one seventy one for Ugas. So, yeah, man, even even the power punches, I uh, was there. The one the one thing that uh, just kept irking me was just this 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 idea of, oh man, if you're busy, you're winning the round. Like if you're busy, I'm like, listen, like that's kind of like the nonsense that. Uh, we heard for Charlo and Castagna where, you know, flurries don't win rounds. It's like, yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense if the other guy isn't landing punches. <laughs> you know, like, he, Ugas is, if the other guy is outlanding you and doesn't even have to throw as many punches, like, that, you're, that's the point of boxing. Like, if I just throw, you know, 85 punches in a round, but I only land two, and the other the other guy throws ten and lands eight. Like he wins the round. Doesn't matter how busy he. I, I, this, that 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 idea that was floating around Twitter, and that's what the one announcer was trying to say. That and I'm glad Porter, our, our boy, uh, Showtime. Should we we should plug his podcast since he didn't plug it enough on the. Yeah, on I don't the, know if he <laughs> did. He mention that he does a podcast at all during the broadcast. Uh, I don't know if he mentioned that. I love that guy, man. I, I don't know why people like. I don't know why people like Thurman on on the broadcast. I love Porter. He's just out there. Yeah, yeah. I he's thought... just out. He's just out there whoring himself out in his podcast. It's so great. I love that guy. Shout out to Sean Porter, man. Um, well, he's actually good. He makes good points. Too. I do. Oh, yeah, I love. Him. I think he's. I think he's really good. Um, 
you know, he's 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 got the pro- he's going to be the next Andre Ward, Tim Bradley for PBC once he retires, um, which hopefully isn't anytime soon. But yeah, like it just it, it was just so dumb. Like the the you know, a jab. What, what was he saying? Jab, jabs won't win you the fight. The other guy, like and stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? Like the jab is the most like. Well, there huh. was somebody on Twitter that was like, "Oh, jab, yeah, jab's not going to win you the fight." And Keith Thurman, yeah, basically said some kind of version of that. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like that's that's how you control a fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jab jab is like one of the most you know pivotal weapons for. And a, I think they were saying like have. if you if you out. I think what to, what they were trying to say is. Well, if somebody outlands somebody nine seven, and the other person lands power punches, and then the other guy lands just nine jabs, you can't just go off of like the the compu box of landing. Yeah, I, I get that, but when like to your point, when the other guy is throwing twice the amount of punches and still landing less punches, uh, and it's not like Ugas wasn't hitting power shots or body shots either. Like he was controlling it with the jab and landing everything else yeah. like yeah i yeah it's like like those those points are relevant in the right situation and like this fight and the the castagna charlo fight like just they just weren't they weren't they yeah they again it was just a slant it didn't fit the situation so you know again great win for you guys ugas and not a lot of people gave him a chance they kind of thought manny was gonna walk in there i thought it was unfair and Manny, Manny's made a couple of excuses here after the fight. Um, oh my gosh, I know. You, you know, um, his last name is not Lomachenko, so we're not hearing about it as much. So because uh, you know everyone loves Manny Pacquiao, but being a sore loser. But um, I will say, people that were like, "Oh, Ugas took the fight on eleven days' notice. I had to prepare this, that, and the other thing." I mean, Manny had to do the same thing. Like he was preparing yeah. for Sean Porter, and only had eleven days uh, to prepare for Ugas. So like he was. He wasn't preparing for Sean Porter. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Earl Spence. Sorry, my bad. I just I got poor. I got poured on the brain. Poured on the brain. <laughs> uh, maybe he's paying me on the side to to rep the podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> but he I mean, he was prepping for yeah for for Earl Spence, who's a completely different fighter. So and I get I get it's Manny Pacquiao. He's seen everybody in every style, but you know still it's you know when you're training when you're at a six week camp and for five weeks you're training for one guy and then you got to kind of switch it up and kind of go on the fly for another like that's hard so i thought it was unfair to only kind of say ugas had to go through that and not um not give manny some credit there but we'll see manny after the fight manny said he's probably 60 40 uh for retirement uh you think he's gonna be back right um I, I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if he is. I, I just here's the point I wanted to make on that. Make it cash burn rate. They may know what that means. You have this big belief that like he just needs like tons and tons of money. You can only get it in in the ring. Uh, well, those are just easy paydays. Those are those are like how like how much is he gonna get for this fight, Drew? I have no idea. I don't either. Like I, I don't. I don't 15, know that we ever saw fifteen million, thirty, fifteen. I guess something like that. Um, I, I well, you know, we'll report it when we see it. But like, where's he gonna? I mean, where's he gonna get that kind of money? I mean, he gets, and and he's supporting all the people around him, the country, uh, his his countrymen, and all their causes, and plus his political campaign. I mean, he's got he's got his own promotion. He's got his hand in everything. Uh, I mean, he could also probably. I know, but they, they talk about it on the broadcast. You, like anything you read, it's just like he just needs the money. Like he just needs the money for all of his causes, like hmm. all the time. Yeah. And 
And I just feel like he was competitive enough where he's going to be like, I can still box. And he's already talking about saying, like, I want a rematch with Ugas. Yeah, I think that... I think the only way we see him come back is if it's for a potential undisputed fight. Which means Crawford would have to fight Spence. And then, yeah. and then Pacquiao comes back for something like that. Kind of like a, tel- a Tony Bellew, where he came back for a chance to be undisputed. I I, I could see him maybe dropping down to 140 for that. Ooh. Where, Ooh. I like... Where, oh, 140. Yeah, that's that's well, what you know, I, well, I was gonna, I was going to say. The, the most money would probably be... I bet you they get a shit ton of money for him to fight what's his what's uh sad sad guys i already forgot his name because he's irrelevant to me um what's his name uh ryan garcia that'd probably be a big money fight nah they're talking about josh taylor they've they've thrown out there um they, and uh, they, yeah, I don't know. Just telling I, you what they've thrown out there. Well, um, Manny and top rank. I don't. I, don't, I forget why that went south, but I. I just that's why I'm thinking of like guys like that it would be easy to to make some fights with. Yeah, I'm just telling you what I've read. I, I don't uh, know. All right, all right. Um, because that way he could drop down and not have to go up against as much power and. Hmm. You know, whatever. Uh, whatever the case is. Uh, uh, is that the last of Manny Pacquiao? Yeah. I I joked to our boy Dan on on um, uh, Dan from CompuBox, Dan Canobio, that you know he's like, oh, this this Manny needs to be done. I said, not even to come back and fight a Paul brother. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, that's where the money name? is. Like that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm expecting next. Is or like, Connor? Connor would probably who Con- would who, yeah. who, who would get you a bigger payday, McGregor or the Paul brothers? Uh, that's a great question. Either one, really. At this point. That that's more of what I'm expecting. Like, not maybe he comes back and fights like one of those exhibitions. Okay, maybe he'll fight uh, Delaware. Uh, I don't know, but I also you see. To make... you see do you see his pictures on Twitter, dude? He is fucking ripped. Yeah, well, you know that's fine. I, who, uh, I mean, he's he was once an elite athlete, and he's <laughs> and, just, he's, and he I'm stays just, in shape. I mean, I'm just I, saying he's ripped. He's ripped right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, one one thing I wanted to say is, even though Floyd has just been fighting exhibitions, like Floyd, I, I you know it's a debate in their prime, but like after age like thirty whatever, like Floyd's w- way better of an old man fighter than than Pacquiao is right now, like way way better. Um, probably, definitely. Who did he? Fi- I mean, who did he fight? I mean, start with their when they fought each other, and then move forward from there. Yeah, like, I just I don't I don't I don't after Pacquiao. I can't remember. I like I obviously McGregor. Like I don't count McGregor and uh, and the Paul cat the Paul kid. So like I don't know who he fought after that. Like Manny's Manny's fought some pretty elite guys here his last like four fights. So. I know, but he just looks old. Yeah, I mean, Floyd's, Floyd's probably the greatest of all time. So you're not, you're, 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 yeah, you're probably right. I just, you know, I think Floyd was picking his, picking his spots a lot better here in the, uh, yeah, yeah. I like, that. he wasn't fighting, like, to me, I don't think he was fighting world champions. Yeah, no, no, for sure. So, um, but I could be wrong. I don't want to be a anyway. Floyd hater because I'm not, so. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of the Paul brothers, Oof. um, there's, there's a fight up in Cleveland, up in the land. Is that where it is? Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, uh, one one of my coworkers is driving up from Pittsburgh. Is uh, is and, Adam Prim going? Uh, that's a great question. 
Hey, I wonder if he can get tickets. Um, you know, it's we we, we should, are not. We should, we should get him to go and come on next week. And tell us what it was like. You know what? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Because look, we're not buying it. Oh, definitely. And, and well, is it? Oh wait, this isn't free on Showtime. No. It's gonna be pay- <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was pay per view. I thought it was a free Showtime fight. Uh, I'll be shocked if it's free Showtime. You're, no, you're you're probably right. It's got. Look, unless they drop it down to Tiafimo Lopez prices, there's no oh, way you're, we're buying it. Yeah, I just I just went on to on demand. Yeah, you're right. That's a. Uh, oh wait, I wonder if I click order, it's not gonna order it. I don't think. Oh God, do I do I roll the dice here live on the Two Beers podcast? Oh my gosh, should I? Uh, yes. Oh, it didn't do it. Sixty bucks. <laughs> Sixty bucks for that shit. Yeah, right, exactly. Dude, absurd. Oh man, yeah, we're certainly not gonna buy it. Um, you you didn't even hear my zinger, did you? No, I didn't. Sorry, what'd you say? I, I said unless they drop it down the Tiafimo prices, there's <laughs> no there's no way we're buying that. Oh man, two ninety nine and a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, real real quick before we get onto that fucking whole that shit show. Oh my god. Um, so like, who's Woodley again? I'm, I'm embarrassed. Probably know who this is. Who's this guy? Uh, he's an MMA guy. He, he had right. a good MMA. Career. So like. This will be his third, or this will be his fourth fight. He hasn't fought a real boxer yet, right? Uh, Correct. So, like, the whole appeal of this guy is people are like just paying to watch him get knocked the fuck out, right? Like, because people don't really like this guy. Is that my? Uh, no, not a lot of people like him, dude. Okay. Yeah, he, he's like he had, he was big on vines when vine. You remember vines? No, I still don't know what that is. <sighs> Okay. We talked um, about it for Logan Paul. I, I still don't. It was wait. Well, it was like TikTok before TikTok was. A yeah, thing, yeah. But the videos were all fifteen seconds, and then, uh, yeah. So I mean, and so so so, he, so Gof Gof was a big Vine fan. Um, was he? Oh, oh, I, I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Wow. All righty. All righty. Um, there we go. Um. Yeah. So he. Uh, he was big on that, and like he, I mean, there's a lot of people that like him that are tuning in. Oh, okay, for, well, because him, because uh, I was gonna say, like, once he does get fucking waxed and just knocked out, like, does this end? Like, do people then keep just paying for it to watch that continue to happen, or is that like, all right, that's that this this thing's done? That's a great question. <laughs> I I don't know. Um, I I would imagine his his little base would stay with him for a little okay. bit more. All right, uh, but maybe maybe after the second one, maybe that'd be done. And I'd imagine okay. that this is his last non-boxing opponent. Well, I mean, every I mean, everything seems to be leading up to fighting Fury's little brother, uh, who is an actual boxer. And I don't know how many pro fights he has or how good he is, but uh, I mean, he's, he's he's fighting on this undercard. Yeah, he's ri- that, talk about ripped out of your mind. That guy's a specimen. Um, yeah, and. and- so here, I actually have the numbers for this fight. Oh Jesus! Go ahead. Jake Paul is the favorite, minus one ninety to Woodley, plus one fifty five. So, so not pre- crazy. Pretty even. Yeah. Uh, over under in rounds. What do you think? Um, five. Close. Three and a half. Three and a half. So under three and a half is minus one twenty five. Over three and a half is minus one oh six. So people are favoring the under. Okay, to go the distance would be plus five hundred. Uh, to and to not go the distance is minus nine hundred and ten. So I and I think that's good. That's right. I don't think either of these guys have the stamina to make the distance. Yeah. 
Is it, oh, excuse me, is it a 12-rounder? Um, I don't say. remember. I don't know. So I, th- I think we've done way more analysis on it than it even deserves. So <laughs> I just I still can't believe that guy dates Julia Rose. It just life's not fair. But anyway, um, hey, I mean, once the Two Beers podcast, you know, starts putting up Jake Paul numbers, we're gonna have all all kinds of models coming at us. So good call, good call. As if we're not already at least thirty nine. Oh, yeah, he's old. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah. Jake Paul's only 24, so. But, I mean, at least he's not showing up with the dad bod for uh, the weigh-in, like the last guy. Askren, yeah. So, that that nonsense. Uh, yeah, so speaking of $2 Tuesdays and hot dogs, uh, our boy Tia Fimo made, made some news again. So, it sounds like Triller, Triller submitted the contracts to the fighters and the IBF. So, we went from... Takeover promotions from being Papa Tio Senior. Uh, they don't need Bob Arum. We're gonna have our own. We're gonna be as big as Floyd. This that. We'll, we're gonna take all our fights to purse bid. We don't need any of this stuff. Uh, to the fight, the fight being moved three times. Uh, it going from seventy dollar pay per view down all the way to twenty. Yeah, right t- now it's for twenty on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, in the Hulu, if on the Hulu Hulu theater, and if you have a Hulu subscription, it's two ninety nine. It's two ninety nine. So I don't even, <laughs> I don't, I don't even think I'd pay the two ninety nine at this point for that garbage. But um, I would. Whatever. I, I, I wouldn't put it. I just it's because his dad works bad. I don't think I'd put a dime in his pocket. But man, how, how, how that they have fallen. And then the latest came out today. Who even knows if it'll happen now? Because the IBF is because, because Triller Triller wanted to have it in Australia to get. They lost five million bucks already on this thing, so they wanted to try to make some of this money back by taking it overseas. Since that's not going to happen, I think to ensure that they don't lose any more money, the IBF is is it's rumored that they're going to uh mandate that both fighters have to get vaccinated which i said gives tio a perfect yeah. out of oh i'm standing for, up for myself i'm not getting vaccinated and just n- eventually just never fight combosis <laughs> yeah and then uh which would be interesting because then he then he forfeits the ibf and then uh i mean lois will probably fight him i guess but uh, we i guess we'd still see that from a pride standpoint but yeah man like I said, the uh, so we get we get Tio Cambosis October fifth as a, uh, I guess an appetizer until we get and then we get Fury Wilder uh, that Saturday. So two fights, uh, two 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 fights in one week could be pretty. Both oh wow, both got delayed because of COVID. That's 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 interesting. So yeah. any other boxes? Yeah, that's a, there's no yeah. I don't think we have anything next weekend. No, but speaking of purse bids though. Oh, purse bid, purse bid. Go ahead. Oh, um, uh, you want me? You want is it me? I, yeah, 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 I mean, uh, well, Crawford. Yeah, Crawford. Yeah, Crawford Manna. Porter. Yeah, PBC, yeah. PBC, and Top Rank couldn't come to an agreement um, last week, so it's getting it's going to purse bid. I believe it's. I think on it's tomorrow, right? I thought it was September first. Oh, okay. Oh, you could be right. I thought it was September first, and it's gonna they're gonna live stream it actually, which would be pretty cool. Um, so we'll see. Uh, who wins it and for how much? I just let's just hope we get this thing before the end of the year. Because uh, both were it's been over a year now since Porter's fought. Uh, Porter lost last fought in the end of August last year uh, in a tune-up fight 
and uh, Crawford last fought in early November against uh, Kell Brook. So it's been been a while for both guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna guess the purse bid for something we're gonna be doing later on in the uh, in the entertainment piece of the pod. But uh, who you go first? Where what do you, where do you think we land here for the purse bid? Uh, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Shut up. <laughs> what do you come on? What do you think the purse bid's gonna be? How much did Tio get? Six million dollars. Yeah, dude. I don't. I I don't think they have any confidence. I'm dead serious. I don't think it goes over a million. I'll say a million bucks. I don't think it goes over a million bucks because I don't. I think they have zero confidence. The Terrence Crawford's pay per view buys is a question mark. As is Sean Porter's. I don't think it goes for barely for anything. Wow. Well, th- I think it goes for a million bucks. Wow. So huh, I was gonna say eight and a half million, but uh, huh, I guess I might as well hedge myself here since you went so low. <laughs> one dollar. One dollar. <laughs> uh, one one million. One dollar. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, seven million dollars. It goes for. Okay. I I just. I I think you're overvaluing it in terms of I think it's an incredible fight. I think it's it has potential to be fight of the year. Let me say this. Anybody 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 that's a boxing fan for Correct. unless 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 you like reason all, this should be on all boxing yeah, fans unless you're, radar. Yeah. And this should honestly be on the radar beyond boxing of casuals. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. If you're if outside of you just can't afford to pay for pay-per-view fights there's zero reason why if you if you're not gonna if you have no interest in getting this fight like you you just you shouldn't even call yourself a boxing fan this is this is one of the top two divisions i think in boxing right now i don't think that's too debatable um and you have two of the top four guys in that division one's a former two-time world champion i mean his you know his his losses have been to all world champions and terence crawford who's Arguably the pound for pound best fighter in the world, depending on where you have him and Canelo. Uh, he was a you know, former undisputed champion. He's undefeated, and you know, like I, we were, I was telling you earlier, I was like, yeah, you know, there's all this, all this, all these guys go for all this nonsense with Tank, and I, and you know, I, I like Tank just as much as everybody else. But dude, uh, Terrence Crawford's KO'd uh, a hell of a lot of people too. He's got twenty eight knockouts. I think he's. I think he's won his last seven of his last eight fights by knockout. So it's not like it's not like Crawford is just this guy who's getting point decision wins. Like he's an exciting fighter. Yeah. So I I don't get it. Um, you know if uh, we'll see where we land, but a million bucks. If if this thing goes for less than the the Tio fight, I I may just not watch boxing for for two weeks just to recover. Um, so I pulled up here as you were speaking the largest purse bids ever. The well, largest a... one, the largest one was Holyfield Buster Douglas, thirty-two million. Okay. The, the losing bid was twenty-nine million. Okay. S- number two was Klitschko, twenty-three million. The losing bid was seven million. Okay. Number three, Lennox Lewis versus Tony. T- that was Klitschko Pavetkin. This was Lennox Lewis Tucker at twelve million. Klitschko Pulev, seven million. Bernard Hopkins, Howard Eastman, four point two. Um, why maybe, isn't Tio up here? Maybe I am was, too. Well, maybe maybe because it hasn't happened yet. So until it happens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was five. So that would slot in next at five million. Bernard Hopkins, Eastman, at four point two. Then it drops down to Bernard Hopkins at Pascal, one point nine. 
Maybe I am too high. Uh, Lomachenko, Gary Russell was was about a million flat. Um, yeah, I mean, they just tend to not be... And, like, just because that's the biggest knock on Crawford. That's why everybody puts Errol Spence above Crawford, and I hate that because... Well, yeah, but Sean, but Sean Porter is paper, is 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 that guy so like i figure he would what's what's sean porter's pay-per-view buys it's not it's not like oh this guy's like a must get for someone who's gonna be bidding i don't know that's why i say a million bucks like i don't all right all right let's we'll uh watch it be dead what's what's dead in the middle for us four million no yeah yeah Yeah, you said you said (laughs) seven i said one yeah coming for you i'll come for him that'd be funny but uh yeah so we'll see we'll see purse the purse bids next week maybe uh who knows? Maybe we'll do a live pod during uh during the live feed. <laughs> See who wins um, it. I uh I wouldn't be surprised if Hearn wins it. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um a little Dazone action. I wouldn't mind seeing Crawford on Dazone. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So he's uh he's taking a bit of a hit here in the uh, the US and he's missing out on the Pacquiao. Oh oh shit, did we talk about that last week? What? Has that happened? No, it it didn't get announced last week, did it? What? Plant Plant Canelo is back on. I can't remember. Oh yeah, no, no, that's new. Yeah, it's back. Oh on yeah, for we November. didn't talk. Yeah, 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 that that just happened. Um, but yeah, but so Eddie Hearn's not involved in that, and that's how it got done apparently. So it's not nothing's off the zone. <laughs> so he's uh, I don't I don't know what that's all about, but um, you know, he may need a big fight here to market at the end of the year. So let's you know we'll keep an eye on. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Hearn wins the purse bid. Uh sweet, sweet. All right, mo- moving on from boxing, uh, a couple quick hitters here. Um, hey, don't look now. New York Yankees, back in the race, baby. Making a run. Uh, 11 straight. They're going for 12 tonight. They were up 6-3. Now it's 6-6 in, in the top of the six here as we record this. Um, so, man, how about that? Yankees right near the top of the division. Um and you know baseball it's the final month final push um, the uh we call it the uh what do you call it the uh, the cornfield breathed fresh life into them yeah right uh, well i mean they they had already well i was gonna say they've probably won this streak probably started right after that game right probably yeah yeah probably, this probably right around then um I, I could pull it up here in a second but like i'll pull it up you keep going cincinnati's been playing well um but they they're still not within shouting distance of milwaukee Atlanta's now 10 games over, five and a half games ahead of Philly. San Fran, just, I, I do not understand, but they are still way ahead, 83 and 44. Uh, the Dodgers have put some distance between themselves and the Padres. I, that, the, I expected more out of the Padres. The Padres are 68 and 60. Yeah. They're 15 and a half back of San Francisco, and they're, and the Dodgers are three back of San Francisco. So the Dodgers have 12 and a half games between them. Mm. Um, Yankees, uh, man, the Rays are 79 and 48. The Yankees have leapfrogged Boston, 74 wins for the Yankees, 73 for Boston, Toronto, 66 and 60. They're not going to make the playoffs at this point, but, um, they, 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 yeah, they're four out of their last six Toronto. Um, the White Sox are just running away with that division. Houston, 75 wins, Oakland, 70. So, I mean, um, looking at the wild card picture, Billy Bean still alive. Cincinnati is one and a half games on San Diego. I, I kind of think San Diego might might take that, um, but I guess we got to see what happens in September. St. Louis was my my pick to go all the way to the World Series. 
They're four and a half back of Cincinnati. They got to leapfrog San Diego and Cincinnati to make the playoffs. And Philly is six back. Drew, your boys. <sighs> yeah. Things Sorry. were looking so up two and two and eight in their last ten. Man, just it's so depressing. So uh, Boston is two games clear of Oakland in in the uh, wild card picture, and Seattle is three back. Okay, and um, I, I I can confirm the win streak started the game after uh, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? Um, the, Field of Dreams game. Yeah, yeah, which Stan, is pretty pretty awesome. Stan's been playing well. Um, Joey Gallo's been playing well. I mean. I mean, the Yankees are just, they're turning into the juggernaut. They're getting hot at the right time. Um, you know, they're, they're right back in the play, in the uh, division crown hunt. So, man, this is the time when baseball starts to get fun. Like, fall ball. Like, let's go, baby. Yep. My, uh, and my Rays, Arenz Arena. How great yeah. would it be if they won the World Series and he wins all those awards and I just get to gloat for, like, four months? How great would it be if it was... Yankees versus the Rays in the AL uh, Ooh, it came, championship. Oh, ALCS, and it was yeah. me, me versus you. And we're like, I'm like, let's go, Yankees. And I'm just wearing pinstripes with all of our boys. And you're like, we'll have hey, to, uh, yeah, I'm going to fight you guys. Yeah, yeah it would be so cool. I totally sound like that. If that happens, we, we both we, you need to buy a Stanton shirt, and I need to buy a Renzo Arena shirt. And we just need to wear them for every game. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. I Love that idea. That's, From why I came, that's why I came up with it. Book of good ideas. That's right, baby. All right, so we'll we'll keep our eye on that. Um, ooh, now it's, I guess, time for the extended pit stop. Oh, yeah. I say extended because we're almost to the playoffs. So hold on, let me pull it up here. Playoffs? Playoffs. We're just trying to win a friggin' race. Playoffs. Um, notes, notes, notes. Okay. I told Drew, give me three minutes this week because we're there's you know we're I gotta set the stage. Set, the, set the. I don't know why that just made me laugh. Gotta set the, set the mood. Gotta set the stage. The NASCAR mood. Oh, I'm so not prepared. I got a little jazz flute for everybody. Let me know when I'm when it's my turn. Oh, five, four, three, two, go. Oh. We had a great ending to the Michigan race, uh, particularly the final eight laps. Blaney overtook Kyle Larson and William Byron. Those were our two picks uh, for the win. It was an absolutely electric finish. Um, this week is the final week before the playoffs. Uh, we are back at Daytona, two and a half miles, super speedway with very steep banking. Uh, the final playoff spot is going to come down to the number three, Austin Dillon, versus the number eight, Tyler Reddick. Dillon had a really good car last week at Michigan, and he and Brad Keselowski were racing for sixth position in stage two. And then after they crossed the finish line, there was a little bit of a mix-up. It was pretty much Keselowski's fault and pretty much had a bad wreck after everyone should have been slowing down and wrecked the number three, Austin Dillon, and... Brad took responsibility and tried to apologize. Uh, Mr. Richard Childress, who owns the car for Austin Dillon, who's also Austin Dillon's 75-year-old grandfather, basically threatened to come down there and kick Brad Keselowski's ass, saying I could still kick his ass mm. even though I'm 75. <laughs> so, I mean, there were some harsh feelings. Um, but this week in, in Daytona, Austin Dillon usually does well, so he's going to have a chance to get back into the playoff picture. 
Um, this is, like I said, last race before the playoffs. Uh, our picks coming for this week are going to be Hamlin, six and a half to one. He, he's been awesome at Daytona recently. We are going to pick Austin Dillon, 18 to one. We are going to pick the number eight, Tyler Reddick, 33 to one. And then out of left field, number six, Ryan Newman, 33 to one. We are going to pick him. Um, I'm expecting to be mostly a boring race. They changed some of the specs to have a little bit less horsepower, which I think that that means they're going to go single file. Most of the race is my guess. Um, but towards the end, there's going to be major wrecks. Somebody's playoff picture is going to get ruined on a major wreck. And I think as there's a higher percentage as any of there being a fist fight after the race. <laughs> so looking, looking for it to be boring and then good at the end. So that's nice. that's what I think is going to happen, and then I'll give everyone the playoff primer next week and explain how the playoffs work. Good, because I thought you were making that whole thing up. Playoffs? Nope, nope. It's a thing. It's it's kind of it's it's kind of a cool way that they do it, I think, but it's not traditional the way NASCAR like NASCAR usually doesn't have playoffs, but it's I kind of like the way they do it. Okay. Sweet. Got. Got 20 seconds left if you, uh... No, no, let's move on to... Speaking of its back... Comebacks. The kick. The chick magnet. Just let it flow through your veins, J.F. I mean... That guy's named after me. Sure is. CM Punk is back! Man, that's probably... I'd be curious to see how many times that song has been downloaded in the last week. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, we every now and again, we dabble. We go back to uh, our, uh, our you know, 12 to 16-year-old selves and talk back, talk about the wrestling business. And, uh, yeah, it was big news. CM Punk, who's been out of wrestling for seven years... Uh, a lot of rumors were swirling. There was a lot of teasers. And uh, he finally came back to wrestling last Friday night uh, on AEW Rampage. And we got to share it together. It was a moment, man. So, yeah, we, we uh, were was... in my living room watching it. And I'm going to put quotes around him coming back to wrestling because I, so in my mind, it's, you know, the big, you know, you brought me up to speed. CM Punk's supposed to come back in Chicago, his hometown, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Let, like, let's definitely watch this. So then, like, they lead off the show just with the huge pop. They bring CM Punk huh. back. And I'm so like, loud. sweet, sweet. And then he gets to talking, and I'm like, all right. And he's still talking, and I'm like, all right. And Drew's over there trying to, like, get the merch, just, like, refreshing his page, and, like, all the websites are crashing. Yeah, literally broke the internet. And I'm like, and then he's sitting down in the ring talking. I'm like, Drew, what's he doing? And he's like, he's doing a promo. And I'm like, is is it the CM Punk podcast? I'm like, why is he, <laughs> why is he sitting down? Like what, what's going on? And you're like, well, he's just talking since he can't, he's been gone for seven years. And I'm like, can he fight someone? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, uh, it's and, part, and, and, it's hey, part let me just business. say this too, Drew. I, um, I, I stopped wrestling before CM Punk's career, so, like... Me too. I know nothing about CM Punk other than, like, what you've told me and what others have told me, but, like, I was... I knew of him, like... I I pretty much sunsetted right when he was coming in, 
And, like, I, I always heard his name, and I always knew people liked him, but, like, I didn't know anything about him, really, so. Yeah, I mean, I was out of I was out of the uh, the wrestling, weekly wrestling stuff, uh, while when he kind of was, was uh, in his prime, we'll say, but uh, a couple of my buddies kept, kept telling me that, oh, dude, you gotta go back and watch his stuff, and, you know, with the network was such a big thing. Um, I went back and watched some of his, like, classic stuff, and he just... He's just an old school like wrestling guy, like pro on the mic. He's great in the ring. He's great. He does like the whole psychology thing. And uh, yes, it's good to be back. It's uh, you know, it's you know, forever. It was just WWE, but now AEW has continued to uh, gain momentum as a legitimate wrestling uh, wrestling company here, and they're not stopping. They uh, there's about three three more WWE guys that are big time that are uh, or two two are already uh, signed. Just waiting for them to make their debuts, and uh, yeah. there's, there's rumor of a third guy now that uh, that might be there. So our buddies uh, uh, Teddy Rapantis and Jim Berenger, the Nightcap Recap. I, I always look for Jimmy B's tweets to say what what the, uh, the ratings, um, right? Yeah, the Nielsen ratings at AEW. I just I I, I just want to see that number, you know, keep clicking up and start yeah. to challenge the uh, WWE numbers and. Man, I don't know. Like, it's infectious. Like, like those two guys, that their their enthusiasm for it, and you know, the CM Punk is back, and I'm like, man, I maybe I should start tuning in. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's I don't a... really have time to watch it, but maybe <laughs> I should. Maybe I should make time. Yeah, you know, when you when you fast forward through commercials, it's only like you know, ninety minutes. So on a you know on a DVR, you can, you don't have to watch all the match. That's There's what kills movie. me. Is like wrestling shows are now two hours, and I'm like. Is this necessary? Like, yeah, I mean, whatever. You gotta. I mean, you gotta. You gotta Can we go it. back to like promos on Saturday morning and then just like, <laughs> and then just have some just action? Get Todd, like... Todd, get Todd Pettengill out there, just <laughs> screaming, hooting, hollering, and get Sunny in a bikini, and we're uh, we're good to go. But no, nah, it's cool. You uh, you made a new friend, Luchasaurus, the most underutilized guy in wrestling. In my yeah, opinion. so we watched. The, yeah, so the the match immediately following. Yeah, was like what are they called? The Jurassic something? The or Jurassic another? Express. Yeah. Luke, Luke Luke Perry Luke Perry from now to an oh God rest his soul his son is a Jungle Boy of that crew and Jungle then, Boy uh, and then a giant a, a, a dressed like Tarzan and two uh, world class names for wrestling yeah. Jungle Boy and the Luchasaurus yeah just a guy, giant guy wearing a dinosaur mask yeah so, yeah it's a uh, it's it's good stuff but uh, yeah so it'll be exciting Punk uh, he'll he makes his wrestling. Uh, they come back in uh, September fifth at all the all out pay per view, so it's uh it's gonna be great. Those those shirts, by the way, are going for like nine hundred bucks on eBay. Wow. When so when's he actually wrestle again? September fifth. September fifth. It's a pay per view or yeah, it's pay per view in Chicago. That that's in Chicago as well. So where, where oh, so he doesn't even have to leave his house yet. No, no oh, man. So it'll, the I imagine the pop will be as the you know they call it the Road Warrior pop, but now it might be called the CM Punk pop. Okay, so uh, how much do those how much do those pay per views cost? I want to say AEWs are fifty bucks, just because they only do four a year, so like they don't do one every month like the WWE does. Okay, but now WWEs are all you just subscribe to the network and you get them all for free, so you pay the ten bucks a month, I think. On the WWE, yeah. Okay, so AEW is fifty bucks. I I have a hard time swallowing pay per view money on scripted. 
yeah. wrestling. Well, a lot of guys like the you know the the nightcap recap crew like they watch it together. I, I, I last year for that same pay per view, it was the day of a fantasy football draft, so I just stayed at Teddy's, and I mean we had four guys there, so we just split it. So it was my uh, neighbor Tim, who you know is big time listener of our podcast and has his own podcast, and uh, he he's into wrestling a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I would split it with somebody twenty five. I paid yeah, twenty. Yeah, so that's what we. Yeah, I mean, when you when you split, like we just do it with the Pacquiao fight. Like when you split it a couple ways and just hang it out. You know, it's just like just a night out with the boys. Boys be buzzing with CM <laughs> Punk. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a thing. All so, right, all right, all right. Speaking of buzzing, buzzing. Are we done with the CM Punk? Yeah. Speaking yeah, yeah. of buzzing, my my fellow dad body in, daddy daddish daddy dadalicious. <laughs> James Harden, happy birthday, bro. 32, big 3-2 for oh, Spearmint Rhino. I remember my first beer. <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Spearmint Rhino himself. I told Drew, it's going to be like a government stimulus check up in the NYC area strip clubs this weekend. Oh, I screenshotted that just in case you forgot to say it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the James Harden, the James Harden birthday bash. I wonder if he'll be at Club de Blasio. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's gonna be De Blasio all over the place. Oh, so good, so good. My brother, yeah, Tori chimes in and said, "Yeah, something's gonna be stimulated this weekend." So, zing! Uh, happy birthday! Stimulus checks all around for the strippers of NYC. Make sure you wear your mask out there. <laughs> but I guess it's time for the parlay now, eh? Yes, sir. And Drew. Yeah. I'm gonna blow your mind. You ready? Oh God! Tell me you're taking Woodley. No. Okay. Saturday. You ready for this on Saturday? I don't think you are. Yes. Guess what's back on Saturday? Uh, 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 football. College, College football. football. Oh, please College tell me. football is back. Are no, the Chanticleers, Chanticleers are not playing. No, uh. no. But um, I, the game I'm picking UCLA versus Hawaii. UCLA is on my app is a 17 and a half point favorite. I'm going with UCLA. Um, that game's on ESPN. Let's go college football, baby. And I'm not even a big college football fan, but just for purposes of the parlay on the two beers podcast, let's go. Let's go. 17 and a half points UCLA over Hawaii. What you got anything lined up? I'm going to take. The infamous cheaters. Let's go, Astros. We'll take Astros over the Rangers tomorrow night. Tomorrow on Friday night. Yes. Okay. So, what's the pitching matchup on that? Uh, somebody that's good versus somebody that's not good. Astros versus Rangers. Okay, sweet. All right. So we got Friday night the Astros to beat the Rangers, and then Saturday college football, UCLA to cover seventeen and a half against. Um, Hawaii. Love it. I love it. Oh, man. I, I almost threw an aloha in, in the intro just for that exact purpose. But oh, nice. I can't wait. We're gonna have a uh, man, we're gonna have our, our usual triple triple picks uh back again because we're almost <laughs> we're almost in football season. Hey, speaking of I mean, Drew, we're we're gonna get into like a parlay plus section because we got some we got some awesome NFL gambling stuff that we got queued up. Drew and I have been talking. Um. Yeah, that's gonna be fun, man. So we're we're a week or two away from from dropping that stuff. But oh, baby, there's gonna be some good good football gambling stuff we gonna talk about. So um, can't wait. 
Remember, 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 we were picking seventy-eight percent winners for like the first nine weeks of the pod. Oh my gosh, it was electric. We almost won like three grand right out of the gate. Remember that? <laughs> fucking Tom Brady, fucking Timmy <laughs> Brady, man, bastard. <sighs> All right, so let's assume positions for beer two and get on to the entertainment portion. You ready? Let's do it. Let me get a fresh pour here. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, that was some good poppage. Um, I'm going back to the well on this German beer. This Whitehead Stoffener Original Premium. Okay. I have a couple of these left, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drink one. And um that, like tri- that Belgian triple was eight percent or eight and a half percent or something like that. And this is a good this is a good mild five five point one, so um I'm just gonna drink it out of a glass. But uh what do you it. got for beer two? I'm just uh Doing a fresh pour of the Walking Dead wine. Oh, yeah, the Walking Dead wine. Yeah, yeah, nice. What kind of wine is it? I forget. I have no idea. Come on, read read the bottle. Well, I, I don't have the bottle. I don't, I don't actually have the bottle in front of me. Okay. So, I mean, I, like, poured two glasses worth, is what I'm saying. That's that's a little disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet okay. out the bottle. Okay, all right, okay. I want to call it. It's a... Sauvignon Blanc, is that a wine, maybe? Uh, Sauvignon Blanc, sure. Yeah. That's a white I, wine, though. Uh, then no, it's not that. <laughs> it's like blood red. Yeah, exactly. That, hence Blanc. But yeah. anyway. So. It could be a Cabernet Sauvignon. Ooh, maybe that's what it is. Cab Sav. Uh, okay, but before we get to Walking Dead, we watched Sweet Girl. Sweet child of mine. As we... As we said, you know, Pittsburgh is the grease of the West, which don't overthink it. I don't care if it doesn't make sense, okay? It's still, oh man, it's still going. Um, so, yeah, this movie's number, it was number one on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Um, mm. Jason Momoa, friend of the pod. That, that's not, I, that's not his name. Jason Mimosa. There you go. <laughs> yes, it is. Friend st- of the pod, and I, and I don't care if he doesn't know us and doesn't it, know anything about our podcast. He's a friend of the pod. It's a still. It still is number one, by the way. Okay. So so um, week week strong. Yeah yeah so again non spoiler. Um, what you gain from the trailer is that it's Jason Momoa. His wife is sick with cancer. Um, there's an experimental drug that could potentially save her, and all of a sudden, you know, the manufacturer pulls it for profit reasons, and he calls into CNN in some kind of live format and threatens the life of the CEO, and then it becomes a, uh, I don't want to say man on the run per se again, but like, basically like, a, a fight to the death. I was going to say a revenge justice tour, I guess. Yeah, like a revenge thing. Uh, um, and it almost feels like Liam Neeson should have been casted in it. And, <laughs> but, and you you presume from the trailer that it's him versus the pharmaceutical company. Correct. Be, to basically cause his wife death. And so that's the non-spoiler version. If you want to watch it. Like I said, it's way trending on Netflix, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the only reason it's trending on Netflix is because women thinks, he's, women thinks he's hot and they're just clicking on it and hitting pause on various scenes so they could just take in his beauty. 
Um, not he is saying, a beautiful. He is a beautiful man. Not saying I did that once or twice or three times, but <laughs> you can use your imagination. Um, that's the non-spoiler version. So, uh, I, I'll do the. Did you do your stream of consciousness on this? Uh, it's a segment, so yeah, I did it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what is that? Okay, what that laugh? Uh, no, like of course I oh, did the it. Question? Get out of yeah. here! Come on, bro. All right, so so the you synop- think people are listening to this podcast for your shit? Come on, they're listening. They want they're listening to this podcast for my for stream, stream of, consciousness. of consciousness. Okay, so so the synopsis is um, as I just said, everything I just said is pretty much accurate. Other than it's not necessarily a trial version; it's the generic version of an existing drug, um, and then it gets pulled from the uh company who makes the name brand version of it and this senator this woman from pittsburgh i guess um basically says she's fighting for the everyman this is bs come to find out she's actually taking bribes from the uh from from the pharmaceutical company yeah basically uh momoa says hey i'm gonna hunt you down um and then he decides to do it and then the pharmaceuticals come after him um, well, a news reporter, uh, 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 yeah, a news reporter approaches him and says, I have all this info that could take down all these people. Uh, and they're, they're meeting on the trolley, the T, the commuter rail in Pittsburgh. Is that what you, is that what you ride to work every day? I, uh, before COVID. Yes. Yes. I okay. rode that to work every day. Um, that was, that's, that was, uh, the thing. Okay. Yeah, so then, you know, a fight ensues by some assassin who needs to take out the reporter and subsequently Jason Mimosa. They, the reporter and Momoa both get shanked. His daughter gets involved. She hits her head and all this stuff. Um, then Momoa just continues on his revenge tour, hunting down lead after lead. Um, he eventually does kill the CEO of that company, but then, you know, it actually goes up higher to another executive. That executive he's trying to interrogate and some assassin shoots him. Um, he ends up meeting that assassin at a diner, oddly enough. Um, and the assassin's like, hey, it actually goes all the way up to the senator. I'll see you there, basically. So then Momoa has to go try and take out the senator. And it's a face-off versus the assassin and Momoa. Um, then we have this trippy scene where it turns out that when Momoa was shanked at, on the platform of the T turns out that he actually did die and all these killings and all this revenge tour stuff was actually the daughter bro who thought that she was like a sidekick to all this but really it was her that was killing all these people on this revenge tour i was i it was starting to lose me and then that pulled me in back into the movie i was like oh shit is that her oh yeah, that was kind of an easy one to see, quite honestly. But uh, anyway, you're, you're whatever, yeah, sure. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, it didn't uh, give me yeah. the boner that it gave you. I'm sure. So. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thirty-five minutes into this movie, you're like, oh, I bet you this. She's just imagining that her dad's still alive. Ah. Well, well, it, honestly, when he got shanked on on the on the trolley, I was like, he should definitely be dead from that. Like that was clearly like straight to the liver. Like you don't recover from that. And then I was like, oh, okay, we're just gonna keep him alive. That's cool. And then when it was dead, I was like, I was like, see, I I knew that that shank was way too close should've to the killed vitals. Him. Yeah, should have killed yeah. him. <laughs> and so uh, then, I, like to me, it wasn't that big a deal. Like I, like it was, it was a good, it was a, I, I, it was a good plot twist because, 
Like to me, the writing was not that good. That was actually something. Well, because especially we've been the last two movies we've reviewed, we've kind of said we were waiting for the plot for like a plot twist, and they never came. So like, yeah, this one least... had a decent plot twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. So going. so eventually, after it's revealed that it was her the whole time, she does like fight back against this assassin. She does um basically beat the odds and 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 kick this guy's ass and murder this assassin then she goes after the senator or that's about to run for the senate whatever the case is um and she basically holds her at knife point gets her to confess and records it she forwards it to the press who had been trying to like you know basically talk her down this entire time um, and then she just kind of like fades off into the sunset, like gets on a train or a plane, I guess. And just like, as a, I guess she just decides she's going to go live her life. Um, and somehow just sneak onto a plane. I don't know how it's even possible, but, um, with a fake passport and some fucking cover up, bro. Come on. Uh, sure. And, uh, and so then the Senator gets taken down for taking all these bribes from pharmaceuticals and. You know, the good guy win, the bad guys lose, yada yada. So that that's that, that is that basically it? Did I get it? Did I get it all? Uh yeah, not as not as uh detailed and uh some of your your previous ones. But yeah, I mean you hit the main uh I think the main points there. Um here's a couple thoughts I had before I do my stream of consciousness. Sure. Um do we think that the blow to the head she took on the train is why she like was think like thought she was like part of this and like was still seeing her dad or just like the the trauma of losing her mother and father good question i think it was just the trauma i don't think okay i don't think it was the actual blow to the head okay i thought i thought it was the i didn't think it was the blow to the head until um they actually revealed it yeah because the female cop uh, the fbi agent kept saying like say your name like you're like you're her like because I, I thought like i thought it felt like she kept like she kept saying like it was like a known thing that there was something wrong with her so i was like oh i wonder and you'll see in my stream of consciousness because i asked the i asked a question i was like i wonder if because when she when she was trying to uh fight off that assassin and he threw her into the rail post i wonder if like that just like knocked a screw loose and that's kind of why she's the way she is um but yeah, that was my one uh, kind of question that I was thinking about during the movie. Um, and then two, did at the end where I mean, she obviously whatever it was with the stock. Did, did you could you see like because I was I had to watch the last twenty minutes on um, on my iPad, so I I didn't have like the big TV. What, do we know like what money like what she bought or sold? Was there any like indication of like what was going on there? She bought what? Well, when, before she goes to the airport, she's at like, she's she's like at a stock exchange. I think I thought where you can, <laughs> okay, we're like a trade, like a trade business. Did you miss I, that? I, I I didn't pick up on that. It, maybe that happened. I oh yeah, know. she. I'm pretty sure it was like a buy sell. It was she like, like buy, shorted. She shorted the company. That's stock. why I. Th- yeah, she did something. Yeah. And that, and I think she got like a shit she, ton. She 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 like murked like seven or eight dudes, and she's probably wanted for murder, so she's gonna make up a little like insider trading on the on the on, on the, the side. side. Yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, the <laughs> I mean, go back, go, enough, go, go back, go back and watch the last seven minutes. Uh, that I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So, if you Google it, I'm sure. While I'm doing the stream of consciousness, go to Wikipedia to see if you can uh, fact check that with some half-assed internet research for me. 
But yeah, I was okay. just I was I was just curious if we could see what happened there. But uh, all right. So here's my stream of consciousness. Sweet girl notes. Man, Pittsburgh really looks night nice at uh, or really looks sick at night. I wonder why people shit all over that town. It really like. And I'll say, I, I and I, I alluded to this last time. I just bought this new TV, sixty-five inch, yeah, uh, LG OLED. Woo, woo, man, that look this. Everything looks so good on this TV. Anyway, all right, sorry about that. Continue. No, and, and, uh, and another thing I like, I like that they filmed it in Pittsburgh, and they kept like they actually said they were in Pittsburgh and kept true to like they were in Pennsylvania because a lot of there, movies, there a lot was, of movies, film in like philly pits like they'll film in these other places and then say they're cheaper. in paris or something yeah <laughs> or like or, or just new or or new or pretend to be in new york because yeah. it's just it's just cheaper to, to film here and then just do like yeah uh, scenery there shots. was several pittsburgh references throughout and it was like you said they kept true to it and it was it was that part of it was neat yeah i liked it um netflix love loves having people jump off of things apparently <laughs> uh hey there's doug I wonder if Nick Cage is going to pop out from somewhere with a treasure map. Huh. Is this the train that J.O. takes to work every day? <laughs> um, does getting your, held, your head propelled into a steel pole really not hurt? Because, <laughs> like, Mimosa, he, 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 dude, he, he planted that assassin's head in that steel pole, like, nine times. And, like, like I get, like, you can train yourself to absorb pain. But at some point, like, isn't, isn't your head going through a steel pole going like, to be dead? <laughs> and that's why I thought maybe, like, that's what happened to her. I was like, uh, someone's got to get hurt from these poles, right? Like, um, anyway. Uh, no cops? Just, just, ask, just ask James Harden this weekend if someone get hurt on these poles. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no cop, no cops, shoulder shrug. Uh, Jesus, no way Mimosa is dead, is he? Since there was like a good three minute gap where like you don't see him and she's training by herself. I was like, oh shit, did he die? Um, oh yeah. Mimosa lives a, a thousand exclamation points. Uh, so is this going to be a conspiracy where the senator actually worked with the drug company to delay the drug to get her? If, uh, so this is going to be a conspiracy where it's the senator who worked with the drug company to delay the drug so she can get elected, isn't it? Uh, yes, do, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> this was like this was like twenty five minutes in. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, do cops work in Pittsburgh? Because uh, we're we're forty minutes in and six deaths and there's not a single police officer around. Um, LOL watching Doug try to fight Mimosa is straight giggles <laughs> like like does that guy seem the kind of guy who's gonna be like oh yeah let me let me let me let me try to fight no he's gonna be running for running for safety <laughs> well you know what too especially because like a CEO like that is t- is either like just like a cushy like softy yeah dude or like an extreme like hardo like there, I feel like there's no in between like you either get like Bill Gates or like like uh russ hanneman like yeah he, like it's one of those two yeah uh well shit that escalated quickly all three of those guys are dead or sorry both of those guys are dead uh i love when people make phone calls to the feds or crooks no way to tra- obviously there's no way to trace calls in 2021 yeah right i know she's, i thought about she's that just too. making phone calls left and right it's like oh, yeah like they're not gonna be able to trace this um exactly Seriously, do any cops work in Pittsburgh? Um, oh, sorry, I'm getting some. Uh, I must have had my phone near uh, my microphone there. I didn't hear it. You're good. Okay. Uh, 
Need to stay off the road for a while until I figure out what's going on. Uh, Mimosa, you killed four people. That's what the fuck's going on. <laughs> uh, so he knows how to kill assassins with his bare hands, but he doesn't know how to fire a gun. Might not want to waste the bullets on uh, on glass cans there, pal. Uh, at least he finally realized it would be a good idea to switch cars. Guy, they're driving in the same car for like three days, wanted, <laughs> with the police chasing them. Like they don't think they changed the car. Yeah. Um, hey, cops, finally. <laughs> God, that stadium is gorgeous tonight. Uh, that was that's the whole scene at the Pirates game was awesome. Um, seriously, it, it looked amazing on my TV. It was. It, I I mean, I, it was on my iPad at that point. I was, dude. It just looks so cool. I was like, man, it's again still one of my top five sporting events of all time. Uh, seriously, does does Netflix actually have it in their contracts that there must be two jump off something ridiculous scenes in every movie? Uh, at the reveal scene, I dig it and roll tide. Um. Here's another question. Is glass really that easy just to jump through with a human body and just shatter like that? (laughs) (laughs) They go through like nine windows in this. It's like nothing. I'm like, is is it really that easy to break glass? Um, Does a bad guy ever actually kill the good guy when they're below them on a platform and they're shooting blindly? I have the high ground. (laughs) Uh, Like I I thought of Die Hard. I I kept thinking of all all these scenes where like, Either cops are on top, like Bad Boys, where Will Smith's on top of that car and they're shooting at him from like the roof, and like they can't hit him even though it's only like three feet wide. <laughs> die Hard, Die Hard, he's in the vents and he can't, nobody can kill them. Like, does that ever work? Um, I feel like there was a really missed opportunity for a knife company to sponsor this movie and have their knife uh, previewed in all these knifing scenes. Remington. Uh, and then my final comment was. Do we do we actually see what stock she makes this money with? And then finally, finally, I don't care. Roll Tide. Um. So you're talking about the girl who played Rachel? Yeah, she's twenty, so it's acceptable. Okay. Um. Sure. What What's her name? Isabella <sighs> Merced. Is that her? I think so. I meant to screenshot that so that I would have it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, she played Dora? She played Dora, and she was in, um, I'm sure you didn't see that, but the Wahlberg movie uh, where Insta Family, where they adopt, like, three kids. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, she's, Isab- al- she's also from Cleveland, so. Yeah, yeah, Isabella Merced. She was in Transformers the last night. That's interesting. Really? Uh, Who the hell? She played Isabella. Isabella Merced. She's from Cleveland. Who the hell was that? I don't know. I mean, that's I mean, that's your movie, bro. You were going on and on about the damn thing. <laughs> Is that Wahlberg's daughter? No. Um. Oh. Oh. Maybe. In the movie. I, I don't know. Anyway. Um. So I looked it up. Um. Yeah. So it says that. What she didn't buy the stock. She got the fake passports. She exchanged her money for cryptocurrency, oh. and then she boarded a plane to an uncertain future. Okay, I buy it then. Um, and so it would have been much cooler if she shorted the stock. <laughs> yeah, that the uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, all, right. all right, let's give our ratings. Let's go. Let's the do it. The two brew rating system. 
acting. Boop, boop, boop. I feel like we're gonna be exactly the same on this. We should we we should do a simultaneous I, I, release I, on the. Uh, we're not. I pulled my first Jordan on this one. Simultaneous release. Ready? Three, two, one. Two point two point five. Oh, Ooh, close, I, close, close, close. I was a little bit higher than you. Yeah. Uh, what I, what made you go down to two point two five? Um, I feel like I've been giving out too many uh, two and a half threes here on the movies. <laughs> but I did I like I, I thought everybody was really good. Like even even Mimosa, man, dude. Like when he's crying in the hospital when his wife dies, like I'm like, fuck. I don't. I hope nobody dies that I know soon. I'm gonna be a fucking train wreck like this guy. Like I thought he was great because I mean he usually just does like tough guy. I'm gonna beat you up stuff. And I thought he was really good. I thought she was good. Yeah, um, I thought they were good. Yeah. Like I said, Doug for the short amount of time he was in it, he was good. Like I, I, I just thought everybody, I thought everybody did really well in the role they had. Yeah, I think they, I think everyone did well. So, um, writing, yeah. I did one point two five, one point seven five. Yeah, it, I, it, there, it, it was lacking. The dialogue I was, was, I was pretty, I was at, pretty choppy. I was at one and a half until the twist. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm bumping it. I'm giving it the bump. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I, I just thought it was a little bit predictable, and um, but it was, uh, yeah, maybe it deserved the 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 point two five bump for me. But I went with one point two five. Alrighty. Plot. I gave it one point oh. Get one and a half. It's just not believable. There was nothing believable about it, and I just want to say this too: like, if you if you or somebody you know is has cancer and you're struggling to pay for the cancer drugs, like, there are resources where you can get them almost free. Like, you and start with the manufacturer. Like, and I don't know if I came across this in my work life or personal life or whatever, but like, you like these people. Who and and I I I I don't know. Part of me gets annoyed when it's just like big business or big pharma or whoever just gets portrayed as like these evil soulless people. But like, think about the R and D these people do. Like they want to see people survive. Like this is their entire life's work is like to make these drugs to save lives. And like they don't want to see people die who can't afford it. Like a lot of these manufacturers have programs where like you can apply and get these drugs for free. And, like, I thought they could have, like, developed it a little bit more realistically. Like, hey, they applied for all these assistance programs, and, like, for whatever reason, their application was, like, caught up on somebody's desk or, like, you know, rejected for some reason or, like, just weird stuff. But, like, yeah, none of that, like, that's more realistic, not like, oh, we can't, like... We can't afford the name brand drug and the generic one, you know, got got shelved because of corruption. So, like, the person just died. Like, I'm not saying, like, a lot of times people who can't afford their cancer drugs just out of, like, shame, which is really sad. Like, do, like, don't buy them and, like, skip treatments and stuff. Uh, but uh, I was reading more about this just because I'm like, I'm like, I know I read before where you can get stuff for free and, like that part of the plot just like bothered me. I'm like, huh. I'm like, no, like you're not going to just like, you're going to seek help and, sh- and try like fundraisers, anything like, and there was just, they did nothing. Well, they I were took, just like, I mean, oh, well, we... I took, took two mortgages out of his house. 
I know, but like you're gonna reach out to like your church, your community, like uh, you know, all like a hospital, like there, like some kind of charity. Like you're gonna reach out and just try and like do. There was none of that, which I get for the sake of the movie. Like that's not what they wanted to do, but like ah, uh, so that was unrealistic. And then there was just they should have so... uh, they sh- they should have gone to Hules, uh Hules Church down there in Alabama. Exactly. There's a lot of good people down there that, with a lot of cell phones, <laughs> but um. But like like you said, there's just no cops around. They're just literally getting away with murder. They're not tracking cell phones. They're not tracking any Momoa's or the girls' movements. Like they literally called into CNN and and threatened somebody's life and then got away with it. Like it was just so many unbelievable things one after another that I was just like ah, the plot gets a one. Well, then even like they were tracking the car the FBI and it hit like the toll booth. And so the bag, like two other assassins like caught the trail, but like the FBI didn't like their, like the, the FBI's like cameras, are, like, no, like they're, they didn't get it. Like I was like, what? so much of it didn't make sense. Yeah. I was like, what, how, how would the FBI not have traced that? Um, the kitty cat bell thing. Like that was the security system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, feel slash genre, and maybe this is a little bit low, but I put it at one point two five just because, like, again, there was just so many things where I was like, you could have done so much more or something different with it, and they just didn't. I yeah. Give one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Good. We were in the ballpark. It's a weird. It's a weird genre. Anyway, like I runaway the jury. genre is yeah exactly yeah like runaway jury falls into this I guess. Um, it's just it's just more of like. Here's sexy Momoa. Shooter? Not... I guess shooter maybe would be part. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Shoot, that's a good one. Yeah, shooter. That's a good comparison. Trying to th- yeah, just trying to think of different ones like this where you're, like, you're kind of on the run and there's corruption. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, rewatchability. I gave it a one. It's not It's not that I – like on it <laughs> – this is kind of like a Homer thing to say, but it's kind of true. Like the shots of Pittsburgh at night are were just so good that like that part is rewatchable. And some of the fighting action was good. Um, that I would give it a one on rewatchability. I give it a one and a half. I'd watch it again. I like I I like I like Mimosa uh, and again Roll Tide. Yeah. So um, my total came out to seven, which put me even with Be- the Beckett, which was our which was my lowest one. So okay, I was uh I was eight and a half. Okay, so, that puts so seven point seven, seven, seven five. five. Yeah. yeah. So our uh, our preview reviews, our last round here, two of them have been uh, oh, no well, us. Well, pig, pig. Well, yeah, two, yeah, two were two were letdowns, and we actually were really high on the trailers. And pig, uh, pig, we scored pretty high still. I think. Yeah, right? pig we was pretty the, good. We, we I, the, we as weird the, as it was, it, it was it was decent. Um, yeah. So another thing I pulled up here while you're giving your stream of consciousness, consciousness, uh, rotten tomatoes. The the um, professional reviewers gave it sixteen percent. Yeah, that's about and right. And the, the audience score was forty four. All right, so pretty much everybody hates it. It's it's not that good. Okay. Uh, yeah, which re- reflected in our scores as well. It's fair. I like it. Um, Sweet. But something we do love. Season eleven, episode one. It's here. It's back. It's back. The Half. Half. Um, 
You know, I was thinking about this more, Drew, and like, um, you know, I re I I texted you like, oh man, really good episode because you watched it a, a day or two later. Um, yes. And the more I think about it, it was like. I probably overrated the episode itself, but I don't, think, it, so. I don't think you did. It was so Negan centric, and he was in prime Negan form that, like, it was just so good. Um, um, but basically, the episode is primarily, um, you know, they they start out at at um, Alexandria, and they're like running out of food. Yes. Well, I guess I take it back. So they so they're it ta- it's basically Mission Impossible. Great, go- great cinematography, by the way, in that uh, the opening yes. scene of Daryl looking over that thing. Yes, so the cinematography—that's that, a good point. The cinematography in the opening scene of Daryl, and also the cinematography of how they filmed them basically doing Mission Impossible um, down into that room to get all the MREs was was great. A lot of question, questionable things, like they they've now introduced dormant zombies which is yeah. not gonna thing any okay wh- whatever i'm not i'm not a big fan of that and like angela kang in in the talking dead said that it was a thing in the comics i'm not i haven't read the comics i'll take your word for it angela kang um i, I don't remember that but i mean it's been a while and i didn't read them all and not even in order and I, I just i don't like introducing that so late in the game yeah so that seemed a bit silly by the um, way, this is a, uh, you're right, it's a Cab Sav. Cab Sav, there we go. 20, 2016, well-aged, right? Ooh, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Five-year-old Cab Sav, that should be really good. Um, oh, yeah, I have to tweet this bad boy out. Um, so, that part of it was weird, but it was really good scene, and, like, Carol was amazing again. Um, I almost oh, forgot God. that she was in the episode, because she was just in that one scene. Whew. But then they decide, like, hey, we're running out of food. Like, we got to do something. And Maggie's like, well, let's just go take out these people called the Reapers who took us out. Because by my logic, there shouldn't be that many of them, blah, blah, blah. Which is just totally flawed logic, but whatever. Yeah, agreed. And so then they go into D.C. to try and find her community. And then they they go it's raining so they decided to go through the subway even even worse logic they bring the dog with them like why, why the hell would you bring the dog onto the suicide mission uh, why would you go underground for that many like especially when negan points out like hey you see the water line up there yeah yeah that yeah. means that this this tunnel floods uh, whatever simultaneously with them going on this on this march to you know to the reapers you know through through the subway system is our group uh, with Eugene and King Ezekiel and Princess and Yumiko? Yep, that got scooped up by the CRM, the Commonwealth. Well, let's—I don't think it's been confirmed that the Commonwealth and the CRM are the same thing yet. So let's let's uh, we'll pause. Oh, on that. they are. I. I it, it hasn't been confirmed, so let's not let's not jump to conclusions really? here. Yeah, we don't come on. We don't we don't jump to conclusions and give false information on the Two Beers podcast, bro. I, I, w- I thought it was a hundred percent the same thing. I thought I thought it was too, but I I feel like they have not confirmed that this is like the same thing. Yet. I guess we got to follow up on that because I, I thought it was a hundred percent confirmed. A- anyway, so, any hoodles. Yeah, so they're like getting interrogated for hours on end to see if yeah. they can, I guess, get safe passage or like get brought well, into the, the community. Well, the whole I I thought I thought the whole thing was basically they were trying to basically be human lie detectors to 
try to gauge what they're telling the truth about, ultimately then to get them to slip up as to where their community is and when they answer how they answer that question compared to the other ones. That's I don't know why I just kept thinking of the scene from Meet the Parents with Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller <laughs> when, uh, during, during that one. So that's because ultimately that's the goal of these people. They they want to know if there's a bigger community that they have. So in my opinion. Them. In my opinion. Y- yeah, I mean, whatever the case is. So that was... yeah. That was interesting enough. It, I, to me, uh, that could have been like half the amount of time they spent on that, but whatever. Um, but the real, the real home run of the episode was just the confrontation of Negan in the sewer, basically calling Maggie out, kind of a couple different times. Yeah, uh, after with, after some near close call deaths. Yeah, exactly. So then after a close call death, it was it kind of climaxed with with him totally calling her out and saying how she's on a death march and he's living rent free in her head. Oh, that was all. How great was that line? The only reason she <laughs> drug, she drug him down there was cuz she wants him to die down there away from the prying eyes of Alexandria. But I'll tell you what, not today, Maggie. So if you want to kill me, just kill me now cuz I'm not having you put me down like a dog like Glenn was. Oh, uh, I thought bam. I Carol said- punches him right in the face. For half a second, because I, I don't know, I, I haven't checked IMDb because I don't want to see how many episodes they're in. I thought she might just plug Negan right there on that line because I was like, oh shit, he went there. Yeah, exactly. What so, a great, what a great monologue. Yeah, I mean, it was it was prime Negan, the the woman who was trying to defend Maggie. He he called her man tits. <laughs> so that was from. <laughs> From my recollection, I think that was his second man tits drop. I, I think he called. Uh, did he call um, um, Sasha that at one point? I don't think so. He said she has some beach sized uh, beach sized lady balls. Ah, okay. Damn, I thought he said man tits once. He could have. You could be right. I mean, Negan Negan said a lot of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Negan was, uh, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan just knocked it out of the park. So he he was on uh, Talking Dead, Drew. Did you see yeah, Talking? I, I did not yet. I will, though. And he he was like, man, when I read the script, he was like, I called Angela Kang, and he said, I was just like, no, no, we cannot have him invoke Glenn's name. That is not cool. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, you know, as awesome. he read more of it, he's like, okay, okay, I see where this is going. That's fine. Uh, and, and then? He, and then he said, Call number two. I I forget what he said. He was not okay with, but anyway, um, you know what he was okay with? What? He took her to the fucking train station. Yeah, he did. So, you know, it's a scene where, uh, if you saw the episode, basically Maggie's trying to climb up the ladder, and the zombies are trying to grab her from below. And Negan, instead of reaching his arm down, just lets her be, get dragged down into the zombies. I was so pimp. Which she had that, it coming. Bold, bold move by him because you realize if she survives, oh, you're toast. Yeah, like yeah, you're toast. Like because because now he's got to play it off to the group. Like, oh, I tried. I don't know what happened. I tried, and then she got you know sorry. I don't know. Blah blah blah. But if she comes back, she's gonna be like. I mean, I guess I guess he figures he's dead either way. Yeah, and she's gonna be like, "You let she, me get dragged down," and then yeah. it's gonna be it's really gonna be over for him. Which uh, I guess I guess we're gonna have another dump. Maybe someone, maybe dog went under that train to go push a dumpster out from under it. Like I guess I guess that's what we're gonna do. Like that somehow Maggie would survive getting dragged into like a horde of like fifty walkers with nowhere to go. 
they've made them so like like they've made non-threatening yeah they've made the dexterity of the walkers so piss poor that like what like they 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 can't even grab anymore so like Uh. which is just stupid but like uh, it's it's not. I don't know. That big that big dude was uh was get had a pretty good hold on that kid and then and then Negan though. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I she's obviously gonna be alive. Yeah. She's oh, she's sure. obviously gonna come back and confront him, and he's obviously gonna die probably at her hand. Um. It's just a matter of how many episodes they keep her away just to string the audience along. And yeah, how dramatic? I, how dramatic is her reentry going to be? Blah blah blah. I think uh, I I think he I think he survives the the series, but that's just me. Really? Um, I do. Yeah. I just I feel like at this point, like I feel like Maggie killing him. Not after like, this. I would like, before this episode. I would agreed with you, but after this. Uh, I don't know. I thought she had it coming. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but um, I'll tell you what, dude. I and I I said this in our in our pre little mini preview last 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 week. I actually kind of like that they did the uh the two stories going on at the same time, because like I don't want I I I don't think there was enough enough going on there with Z. Like I didn't want them to do like the every other nonsense, right? Where it's like, all right, this yeah, is what I the worker just because it's like then that's where you get the filler, and it's like all right, like. We don't we don't need the whole episode of Ezekiel and those guys. Like I I, I thought I didn't I didn't think it was too much. I, I, I really agree. Liked I think that was well done. But I thought it was just I thought it was too much. I could have just like you could have took four and a half minutes off of like the Ezekiel stuff and just had four and a half more minutes of of Jeffrey Dean Morgan yeah. giving Neganisms and I would have True. liked it more. Well, I mean, you could you you could give me an hour of Neganisms and I'll sign up for that all day yeah, every exactly. day. Um yeah. I would be curious to know how they were able even even with those two uh the two uh soldiers, you know, doing the hunk of chunka and them getting the uniforms, how they actually managed to do that and get out of the cages and nobody Yeah, they saw. did kind of just gloss over that. Yeah, it's like which is fine. Like I get I, I get that's cool. I guess we don't need some, you know, ridiculous, uh, non believable situation to where they do that, but um yeah, I thought it was fun. Did we? Did you? Did you mention that as they're leaving, Yumiko sees a note from her brother, and so she decides oh, yeah, she's going to stay. Yeah, yeah she yeah. decides she's going to stay there. So we'll see what happens um, there. And then the other side piece is dog. Dog goes off under the train, and Daryl goes finding him. And <sighs> Daryl and Daryl separates from the group to go find dog. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm going to lose my mind if just to get to try to show uh, what Norman Reedus's acting range. They're gonna kill this dog to show him be upset and have emotion when like they're they're gonna have they're gonna have his his Lar is it's Lara right his girlfriend uh who is in the cave Le- Leah oh uh Connie's in the cave. no Connie Connie God yeah Connie's sorry in the yeah cave. so Leah like yeah was they the could that was in the, in the in the cabin hundred percent yeah so like. You know, like Connie's gonna survive a massive cave in, like in an abandoned, like you know, uh, a cave with no oxygen, nothing, walkers. Uh, Carol should have died a million times. Like all these situations where they could actually just kill a human to do this, they're gonna, you know, be lazy and kill this dog. I'm gonna be so mad. I am gonna, I am gonna have a twist though. Make a prediction. Okay. And you said it. You thought that we hadn't seen the last of Leah, right? Last yeah. week. I bet you she's one of the Reapers, and that's what dog and dog dogs smells her, and he's going after her. 
I'm making oh. a I'm making a bold prediction. That'd be interesting. Yeah, and then she's one of the I'd, Reapers. I'd sign up. That would be that would be really cool if that was if that comes true. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. So, um, I'm just trying to think of anything possible for this dog not to die. That's a <laughs> that would be an awesome tie-in. I like that. Good job, Drew. Yeah, and maybe maybe they won't be lazy and like Daryl will have to kill her, and that'll be his emotional catharsis, and not the not the cheap way of just killing man's best friend. Uh, I'm I, I, I co-sign. I like it. Good I like job. it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, but yeah, so we got next week's. Uh, I'm looking for. I'm, well, I'm looking looking forward to these. It's been a while. It's been. That's uh, I actually again since Angela Khan took over. I've I've been back in the groove of trying to watch them. I've watched them pretty much on time. So this week I just had to make a long drive back from some shithead's house. So like I just I didn't have it. I just didn't have it in me you, to stay. You had up. a long drive back from the grease of the west. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's right. The crease of the West. Um, <laughs> and there was a major accident on the PA Turnpike, so we definitely went scenic route thanks to Waze. Shout out to the makers of Waze, or else I would have been on the road an extra two hours. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm, 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 I'm pretty satisfied with this. The only thing I don't like is that we've seen, and you, you said it when we, uh, we had the six episodes last. Um, what was it? in the spring. I'm just pissed that we, we are this, this guy with the mask, they took his mask off already. I would have loved for them to like keep the, uh, the mystique of what's going on under that thing. Yeah. Yeah. The little mystery in our relationship. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens and where we go here in episode two. Yeah. Look well, like anything good was there, outside of Jeffrey Dean. Was there anything worth, uh, I mean, I'm going to watch it anyway, but anything good on talking? Um, you know what? I think in pure dad fashion, I think I fell asleep for the final quarter of it, and I, <laughs> and I think I missed the preview for la- for next week. So okay, um, and I did not circle back. I don't know if I recorded it, so I don't know if I circled. I don't. I did not circle back and to to watch talking. Instead, I watched that uh, Bob Ross documentary. I d- I did finish that. Cool. Yeah. I'll keep my comments to myself on that. Um, on that note, Drew, uh, is, you got anything else, man? Uh, no. It was I good don't. seeing you. Yeah, man. I, I was glad you didn't back out like like a little biatch. And I mean, I came out. I mean, Earl Spence, uh, detached retina gave me gave me the out there. I could have I could have made it, but exactly. Uh, That's I totally expect you to take the out. Yeah. You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm a man of my word, I guess, so. Ish. Ish. Kind uh, of. You know, I figure I figure I owe you one for uh, the long trek you're going to have to make in December, so we'll, uh, we'll yep. call it Even Stevens. Nice. But, yeah, maybe next time I'll actually get to ride the roller coaster I want to ride. But. Yeah, Kenny would. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Drew never gets anything he wants, except no, except except winning polls. Thanks to our awesome listeners. That's about it. Oh, we didn't. Uh, oh, we almost forgot. So, uh, for the entertainment, I uh, said so we talked about. We're uh, as as we get into kind of a, a lull here before some TV shows come out, and you know some movies are going to slow down. We're going to do a, a pick'em segment on the entertainment, where one of us, depending how we do it from week to week, is going to pick a movie that the other has to watch. And, uh, that they haven't seen yet. 
yeah, it hasn't seen yet. And then we're going to give our, uh, we'll give our synopsis on some of those. So we'll probably get some, some old time movies. Uh, yeah. I'd say they're mostly going to be old, like ones that have been out for a while. So yeah, like I say, as, as things slow down. So our, our first one's going to be whoever, whoever comes closest to the purse bid here on the Crawford, uh, Porter fight is going to get the pick, uh, pick first. Yeah. So that yeah. should be, uh, that should be exciting stuff. Be, Can't wait be to, to watch Deliverance. I can't wait till you have to watch. Uh, I'm not even going to ruin it for you. It's going to be great. I want to get your live oh, reaction. Oh lord! Oh lord! So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fantastic. So yeah, man. All right, well, Drew. Well, as usual, man. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out, everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.